Hello guys and welcome. Hello. Good day. Welcome to Bedding Podcast. It's another episode fast on the heels of the recent New Zealand one. So this is kind of like my, I guess, kind of update where things are at. I kind of don't do these very often, but I will be doing them more often. Uh, now that I'm in Melbourne and I've got a big kind of host of shows coming up, uh, I thought it'd be good to just sort of download and share kind of what's going on at the moment. So as you know, I rode from Sydney down to Melbourne. And the show that's coming up is kind of like my diary, I guess. On the way down, I was actually sharing notes, audio, uh, the whole way down. I've never actually ever done that before. Um, recording myself in an audio way uh, usually it's just a writing some notes down or sharing kind of like messages with people it's probably similar to what, what you would do in, the, in, in any situation like that as well but you know because of the show I thought actually I'll just record and, and hopefully share that with you and see what happens um, so just now I've been putting that together and uh, it's actually super interesting and the reason why I wanted to do it is because you know with those highs with those lows I'm going to have them all and I thought well what about if I just actually just record them because sometimes when you're feeling that kind of lowness about something or something's pissed you off something's annoyed you something's made you sad or you feel a bit lonely um which all of that has happened on the way i thought well i'll just turn the mic on and actually have that conversation because uh to look back on to share it and anyone that's thinking of doing this kind of trip or even does things where they are on their own uh, quite a few times might be interesting to share so what I'm sharing is going to be the, the three days, uh, the first three days. So for me, that was a, super interesting to do because I've never ever cycled three days uh, back to back. Um, well, I've done that before, but usually like, you know, with friends and you stay over somewhere and you carry on riding, but never ever done it on my own. Never have I done it with a bike fully loaded like that before. Um, and, and yeah, basically spend that amount, amount of time kind of on my own on the road. So that was a big, big thing for me to do um really and i guess one of the most i guess one of the most interesting things is when you're on your own how especially when you're riding your bike and you're outside how it changes your your perspective on everything uh you'll probably hear through the show how my mood kind of went up and down up and down up and down um it's because you kind of have these expectations um, and normally when you live a daily life you can kind of control everything that goes on with this, there's no controlling at all. You know, when you think yeah, I'm going to ride this way, I'm going to get to this campsite, and it's all going to be good. Suddenly, ch- things change, or, or, or it's not doesn't 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 work out what you think it would have. Um, for example, the campsite's not where it should be, or it starts raining, or you can't find a place to get food, or your water's run out, or you know, there's just so many different elements that you just can't control. It, it's it's kind of quite interesting, and there's a few big moments I remember very vividly that. You know, everything was going well, and then I was super optimistic about the whole the whole day. Um, this is from the evening before, and I woke up the next day, and it had rained overnight, and all my cycling clothes had got got wet. And, and I'm not carrying much; I don't carry a lot, and and that's pretty much my whole um, ration of clothes gone. So like, I had to wear some stuff wet, and that changes everything, you know, massively. So just that small section from from Sydney down to Melbourne was was a big insight for me. So this is kind of what I want to share with this as well. But I wanted to let you know what's going on at the moment uh, too with the Pedaling Podcast, with the show, with what I'm up to at the moment in Melbourne. Um, if you're like really interested in following that journey kind of intimately, then this would be a good kind of section of the show to sort of follow as well. Um, so at the moment, I've when I arrived in Melbourne, my whole big idea, my big plan was to sort of get things together uh, and then continue the journey on. Um, I didn't realize how big Australia was. If any of you are thinking of traveling across it, just have a look at the map. Seriously, look at the map, zoom out, and then just pan across the world once you've got that scale of Australia filling your whole screen. And then just swipe across and look how much um, different areas kind of fit into that same scale. Uh, it's crazy. Like, pretty much the whole of Europe covers Australia. So when I cover right across Australia and then I get to Europe, I'm going to be pretty much just doing the same thing again. So going from Melbourne to I'll go from Melbourne to Perth and then fly from there um, and that journey alone is going to be about 20 20 plus days I reckon so that's going to be a super interesting uh, moment for me so at the moment I'm just getting everything kind of fine-tuned set up buying some new things selling some things that I've been carrying for a while 
um, from the trip down from Sydney to Melbourne. I didn't think it was a huge distance, so I, I brought my backpack, which had my laptop in. I now don't have a laptop, which is great. I've just sold that, so now I'm down to an iPad, uh, which is actually really cool. Um, and I'm about to interview a lot of people in Melbourne. So the big idea is this, this focus on the podcast. So I'm talking with, oh God, I don't even know how to start, but I'm talking with a lot of big people here. So if you think Nog lights, you know, those kind of silicone based lights, these guys are here. If you think quad locks, so that little locker that goes on the front of your bike, that twist, and it's got that little blue tab that comes off the side that you might notice. They're also based here and I've also interviewed them as well. Um, and there's a whole range of different people that I'm talking to that, I mean, Melbourne is kind of a hub for cycling across the world at the moment. Um, so I'm really keen to talk to people here, uh, get their story, get their insight, get their kind of feedback on the trip as well, um, and then head on from there. So another thing I wanted to mention as well, um, and this is for anyone really out there that's, it's kind of a subject for me that I've not talked about before, and it's something I want to talk about, um, but it's finding the right opportunities uh, and, and for it to come across without, um, I don't know, I guess I guess feeling comfortable talking about it really. Um, but it's uh, this idea of, of, of loneliness and um, and the kind of anxiety that comes around, you know, doing something new and uh, and trying to do things differently. Um, and this trip is, you know, loneliness is something that, that I do have. I do sometimes, I don't know if it's suffering from, I don't really understand it as much, but it's uh, from what I'm doing and what I've done over the last year and a half, two years, uh, it's always around stepping to something new and you have that opportunity to really find people, connect with people and then you know, create something. And sometimes I've not always done that very well. Um, and especially arriving in Melbourne, that's been the, some of those moments where you kind of look back and you think, oh, am I doing this the right way? Could I do things a bit differently? Could I reach out, connect with people in a different way? Could I have done things better before I got here? Um, and I think if you listen to this and you've ever been somewhere that's new, you've started out and you know, you've stepped out your comfort zone to, to, to do something, um, you know kind of how challenging that can be, um, you know, for your self-esteem, for your own um, mental well-being, I guess, as well. Um, so this is a subject I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about. And, you know, if you listen to this and you think, shit, this is actually really interesting. I'd like to hear you talk about that more or talk to people that, you know, have to deal with mental health things as well at, at the same time. Because I really don't believe that, I mean, mental health sounds like there's something wrong with you, you know, and I don't think, I think everyone in the world kind of has comes across these kind of issues without within their life and they deal with it in different ways you know some people just keep busy which is what I kind of do some people uh, don't deal with it well some people reach out to different people so if, if this is a subject that you think could be quite interesting I'm also quite interested in it as well and I will actually you know find out and figure out more about uh, how to talk about it how to share it and how to kind of uh, create I guess a little bit of a platform for people to talk about so if that's something interesting then then reach out let me know if it makes sense uh, at least um, but otherwise I'm, I'm in Melbourne I'm going to be here for the next three weeks interviewing talking to people I'm going to share that across all my Instagram uh, my social stuff uh, and build something the next big thing for me is growing this show you know for me it's 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 kind of become something that's um that's kind of give me a, a good kind of purpose you know I'm, I'm really excited about the next year cycling home and developing it and the thing is, there's there's a lot I can can do, and, and there's a lot I can't do as well. So, one of the things I've just developed now, and as you listen to the show, I'll probably share the the new website. So the so the website I'm, I have, which is uh, Pedaling Podcast, uh, will change a little bit. So there'll be a journal for me to blog kind of daily things. So I'm just setting up a routine for me to sort of publish uh, as I go, uh, and also the the podcast as well. Um, so throughout the, this new section of the show, the new season, I guess, from Australia and onwards, um, will always have its own journal, I guess. So if you listen to the to a podcast, you can follow the link uh, online and you can actually check out some photos, check out some show notes um, and find out more about the, the, the person, the subject, the, the product or whatever as uh, you're listening to it as well. I think it's going to really help kind of build the mood, build the understanding and then you can find like information and links and stuff like that. Um, the other thing as well, uh, if, if you're interested in this whole uh, setup, you know, what's going on with the Pedaling Podcast um, and you want to help out, there's things you think you can think, okay, actually, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that, maybe there's, maybe we can help with this and this and this, then just reach out, you know, send me a message and say, look, I'd love to do a little bit of writing, I'd love to do a little bit of social media work, I'd love to do a little bit of, even, you know, planning the trip, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it, I'd like to sort of uh, lend a hand, then, then please just reach out, you know, I'm, 
definitely looking for people to help contribute. Um, I definitely don't see this as a thing where it's just me controlling everything. I don't have as many hands as this kind of thing needs. Uh, so if you'd help, like to help grow this thing, then, um, then do reach out uh, and share. So the next show you're about to hear is the first three days of pedaling podcast trip from Sydney down to Melbourne. It's something we're going to work on. I hope it gives you an insight into life on a bike, traveling. Also, head to the website. There's a journal that has the three days of uh, stories, the the content, the images as well, so you can get a feel for, for where I was and what I was doing. But enjoy this section of the show. It's it's super interesting. It's super different for me to do this. Um, and if you like it, let me know because I'd like to do more of it potentially uh, and really kind of immerse you in the kind of world out there as well. So enjoy the next section. Yes, hello and welcome. This is day one. Uh, John, cycling from Sydney to Wollongongo, something. And I've got a creaky button bracket. As you can hear, pretty loud. I mean, it's good now I'm on a cycle way because everyone can get out of my way. Otherwise, it's quite annoying when you're on your own, cycling through really nice places. And all you can hear is the sound of clicking again and again and again. Hopefully though, I can get a nice big Allen key, stick it in, give it a crank and get that tightened up. Not sure what it is, it's happened a few times already. Uh, but I think these things are like, things you just gotta solve and figure out as you go. So, I guess, I guess it's just day one. I can't complain really. So day one in review, uh, cycled from Sydney down to Wollongong and I'm actually, now I've got to Wollongong, I mean it's a cool name first, but the bike lanes that are in this whole town are amazing, like the whole stretch of coast which you can hear kind of right next to me runs probably for about 15 miles, just pure bike lanes the whole way down, uh, it's a pretty amazing. So the end of day one, uh, just my quick review really, like uh, the first day, I mean, the, for the next 11 days I'm heading down to Melbourne. Uh, this is a short day uh, compared to the days I've got ahead and I might have to review those days because one thing I've realised now is that because I'm cycling in the winter, I have a problem of less light. So for example, right now I'm about two miles from the place I'm going to be staying and it's almost uh, night time and it's only six o'clock. So therefore, I have less time to get all the miles I need to do, need to do done, uh, which is gonna be a challenge for the next 11 days. But in terms of day one, highs and lows for me, the, the, the biggest high was, well, riding my bike, I think, is the, the main one, really getting out and doing day one. There wasn't really anything super uh, exciting about this whole trip because I was leaving Sydney, getting through the city, uh, using kind of lanes and cycle and roads that weren't particularly great, uh, but but it got done. Uh, in terms of low points, a couple of low points. One of them was I got something in my eye in the first hour of the ride, and then it made me kind of pissed off for the next two hours because I couldn't get it out. Uh, and then it came out after washing it with some water in the end. That was quite annoying. Um, and then there was a super fast descent, uh, and that was just before coming into Wollongong. Uh, and it's a bit of a, it's, it's a road that goes kind of left off the highway. I think it's called Prince's Road, I can't remember. But it's so steep that even the signs leading down to it are saying like, be careful, this is, this is super steep. And uh, it was steep and it was amazing. But getting to the end, uh, I braked, I wasn't really braking a lot, but I braked a, a little bit and I got to the end. And I remember just looking down at my, uh, my disc rotors and thinking, I wonder how warm they, they are. So I leaned down, put my finger on it, and uh, heard a sizzling and I pulled my hand away and yeah, it actually burnt my finger. So, you know, lesson for everyone there, don't touch your rotors after you've gone downhill. It's pretty funny actually. Um, and then what was my other highlight? Uh, 
I guess not having lights, that's the one thing that, that's quite annoying. I recently lost my lights. I had them on a carabiner, two sets of lights, front and back. Really good, uh, not Lazine, they were um, Nog lights, really powerful. And I've had them for quite a while. And uh, I had them on a carabiner, and then I clipped them onto the back of my bike packing straps. But what happens is when you unclip those straps to get into the uh, saddle bag, you you, the bags at the back, you forget that they're there, and then they fell off a few times. And I think they fell off, and then I didn't remember to pick them up. So two lights down, which is not good. Uh, I've got 11 or well, 10 more days left. Uh, the the next, I mean, I've got some days coming up that are big miles, man. There's like there's like going into Sydney. There's like three days when they're 100 miles per day, uh, and that's going over mountains as well. So. I might have to uh, reconsider that as a route um, and look at some either more direct options or um, maybe even just go, give one of those days a go and just see how I get on. Uh, the question is lights, that's, that's my biggest issue. So I might have to pick some up in Canberra, which is the capital of Australia, which I'll be there in two days uh, and hopefully pick some lights up. Another few annoying things about this bike I've got at the moment, the bottom bracket is clicking quite bad. So I think that definitely it's loosening up. I need to give it a look when I get to the house I'm staying at tonight. And my headset as well keeps loosening up too. Uh, I've managed to tighten it up a little bit more now. Uh, I definitely need to get this bike looked at when I get to Melbourne. So all in all, that's day one. I'm just about to go and stay with someone from Couch. No, not Couch Surfing. Someone from Warm Showers. And if you, if you know Warm Showers, you know it's a big thing for people cycling. And what I'm going to do is go and talk to them and find out why they use warm showers. And it's a, it's a website used for giving cyclists a home uh, to stay in, really. So I'm going to go there, I'm going to talk to those guys uh, and share that story with you as well. So that's, that's day one, over and out. I guess that's welcome to, to day two. I'm on the road again. Um, yeah, overnight stay was pretty nice, having a, a big bed. I think I slept at like nine and then woke up at like six. Should have started the day earlier because it was more light. Um, but otherwise, so far, just cycling through roads. I'm now about to hit a section though, which is like, it's just a big climb. There's like switch back after switch back after switch back, and I think it's about eight miles of about five to ten percent all the way up. And fully loaded, it's actually pretty difficult. I didn't realize how tough it actually is cycling with so much weight on you. Um, so, hopefully, I mean, it's going to be okay. As soon as I get over that, I'm dropping down. I've got another then 60 miles to the campsite tonight. So, I mean, so far, it's going to be fine. I think the weight and then the going up a climb is. It's going to be the more of a challenge. Um, there's literally not enough gears on this bike to really kind of keep mashing up a climb. And usually I'm always pushing, pushing a bit harder than normal, I guess. I'm not really relaxing. I'm always working a little bit harder than normal. I think it's just because of my nature for, for just wanting to push a higher gear, I guess. Um, which is not going to work out long term, I don't think. So I'm going to have to figure that out. But yeah, so far I'm going to climb and then see how it goes in about an hour's time. Day two over. I'm literally sitting in the campsite now. Tent is up. I'm on my own. It's in the middle of a really cool forest. And I've got a fire literally about to start prepared. Um, but yeah, day two of 365 days minus two, 360, 363 days left, I think. And uh, interestingly, I am mostly quite annoyed, um, mostly with myself because of the lack of preparation I kind of did before getting into this trip and one of the biggest problems I have now is I am transporting a laptop a MacBook Pro from Sydney all the way down to Melbourne and even more stupidly I only planned the route like two days ago which is mostly fine people do this on the way but when I've got a backpack with a laptop in with a, a charger in and then also a few other bits as well because I'm going to be staying in Melbourne for like a month I thought it'd be a great idea to bring some trousers and bring some trainers and that kind of bullshit and uh, now I'm yeah having to fill the bag up with other bits as well because you know I haven't prioritized how things are, are set up in the in the bags at the moment so um, having a backpack on is really not a fucking good idea 
when you are bike packing. I mean, just riding a bike generally, maybe for short distances, maybe to 10 miles, less than an hour, I think you can get away with it. But when you are going up climbs, and today was a, a good big climb. It was, I mean, 10 kilometers long, and it just kept going and going and going. You got some steep corners. And it's quite frustrating because I'm used to riding a road bike. You know, I've always ridden road bikes. Um, I've always raced. I've always ridden quite fast. And then when you're, you're literally triple your weight almost i think my bike must be about must be up to 30 30 plus kilos uh, and that's without me being on it uh, and, and when you're pushing those kind of weights uphill it's you're basically having to push everything because that's how it works you know the, the law of physics mean that you are just fighting against your own weight so that was a tough slog today and um especially with the backpack as well the backpack is not helping at all it's definitely um starting to wear on my back a little bit um and worryingly i mean i need to be in melbourne for a certain time because i have a friend arriving and because i spent some time in the blue mountains i my time kind of ran out and then i planned the route 11 days and in those 11 days to get to melbourne there's three days where i'm doing plus 100 miles which is about i don't know 160k maybe even more actually and um you know i think when i think back to planning and, and 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 distances and speed and things like that it's definitely it's definitely i still have the the thinking of a road cyclist so 100 miles on a road bike is pretty big day anyway um but usually you can knock that out within five hours maybe um and I'm thinking like that kind of person, and I know that I can go quite quick if I really have to, but just the setup I have right now is just not working for me. It's just not feeling super comfortable. Um, and the whole reason really for starting my trip in Australia, you get that kind of bit of a buffer to really figure things out and make things work and things like that. So yeah, I'm 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 annoyed uh, at my own planning. I'm annoyed at my own preparation um, and I have a bit of a sore back at the moment, lower back, uh, because of the riding with the backpack. Uh, and also I did have an accident uh, a week ago when I was uh, rock climbing. I managed to slip and fall, uh, fell about four metres and twisted on the rope and then hit my back against the wall. So my lower back isn't feeling super great. My left glute is a little bit sore as well. And yeah, so that's that's really where I'm at at the moment. And and what, that's, that's the main thing that's annoying me. So today I sat in McDonald's. As you do, and um, downloaded Game of Thrones, the final one, uh, FYI, and replanned my whole trip down to Melbourne. So this is just to Melbourne. I mean, when you look at Australia, when you look at where Melbourne is and Sydney is, you think, wow, that's not so bad. But actually, Australia is fucking massive, like really big. It's the biggest country I'm going to cycle through. Um, and yeah, I kind of bit of an overthought for me, or an underthought, or, or, or absolutely no fucking thought, basically. Uh, so I'm going to have to. So I've replanned, so I'm not going to hit the mountains because I'm just going to go up to through the mountains and down and follow the Indipak route, which is the Indian Pacific Highway. Oh, no, Indian Pacific Wheel Race. Uh, it's a classic race every two years. It's one of those coast-to-coast. I'm going to follow that in reverse just because I thought it would be good to follow quieter roads and have something planned out. Um, and it would have been fine. I, mean, I could have actually done it with two weeks. Um, and I think if you are thinking about bikepacking, or just traveling by bike give yourself the buffer don't expect to ride exactly the same miles that you need to every single day um, and that's one thing that i've had to change now is just that i'm not going to push big miles as quickly as possible and i think a few reasons really my fitness isn't the same as what it used to be i haven't raced i haven't done any training for a long time and i haven't even ridden my bike in the last six months an awful amount of time so for me, that's one of the biggest reasons why I have to change things. Uh, it's just uncomfortable with my setup, um, and I'm just going to plan to do things a little bit, a little bit shorter routes because of the backpack and because another thing is obviously the light. The light thing is a big issue for me now. I'm running out of light quite quickly. Although I can start early in the morning, like at, at like maybe six in the morning if I really want to, or six thirty. That's pretty pretty decent. Uh, and, and I'm also going into colder, colder climates. As you, the more you go south, you lose light, and you also lose temperature, uh, especially in the mountains. And I've heard some you know, pretty cold stories from up there. So the priority now for me is just to get to Melbourne. To get to Melbourne, uh, I need to fix things on the bike, and I also need to. 
get rid of the MacBook. Uh, the MacBook is not going to stay with me. The MacBook is going to be switched down to an iPad, which fits into a bag that I have on the front of my bike. It's a Revelate Designs, kind of like a front pouch. It's the biggest one. It's got like a roll top, and it's made of waterproof material. So uh, it'd be pretty perfect for, for having an iPad. Um, and I'll be selling the backpack as well. So there'll be no riding with a backpack. It's, it's pretty much... The most obvious thing to do when you're riding a bike, never to ride with a backpack for long distances. But I uh, kind of fucked up and um, this is what's happened. So that's going to be one thing I'm changing. But the ride altogether though was was a pretty decent ride. I mean the climb was quite a big climb. I uh, started quite early this morning. I had a really nice overnight stay in the, the property where it was with the two couple called Joe and Suzanne. And it was just a really pleasant experience to just arrive at someone else's house and have a shower and have a bed. And they made dinner and they made me breakfast. Um, it was just awesome. And I think as the trip goes on, those kind of those kind of moments are going to be quite special. Um, I was going to do a small podcast with them, but I didn't feel the timing was right. We were quite comfortable enough to be able to do the uh, podcast and ask them questions about why they host. Uh, I definitely want to do that as I go back home. It will be something I'll do. Uh, but yeah, yesterday wasn't. I was very tired from the day, and um, I was kind of slightly annoyed at some of the things I've got to do and and the routes to come and stuff. So I really didn't want to give myself. I just didn't want to do it. So yeah, and I think sometimes that's going to happen. That's going to happen on this trip a few times where you're going to have these moments where you don't want to share, talk, uh, be open. And as much as I'm going to drive myself to do those things because it's super important just to share the ups and downs and I think it's going to be useful for me and and hopefully you guys in the future if you're planning such a trip um but otherwise some positives uh Kamut or Komoot the app based uh, tool is the one that I'm using for this trip uh, it's actually really bloody good I'm really surprised I didn't think it would be it would work out so so great but it's really nice because it ha- helps plan your trip so you can actually click on a point click on another point and it'll map it out based on really good cycling data not like places like Strava where they base it on people's previous data, I believe, uh, and you can kind of end up with a route that's not really correct for what you're trying to do. But this was this is pretty good, and even better, they can actually you can actually use the app to to navigate yourself as well, uh, and that was pretty handy. You can also download the stuff offline, the maps as well, so you can just switch your phone off to airplane mode, and it will still keep the GPS going and the map going as well. And you can take pictures on the route as well through the app, so you can actually take pictures, share them. So if you are using Kamut, have a look out for me, uh, John Pears, on the on the app or website, and you can kind of check my daily routes. And that's really it. I think that's kind of just quite a nice tool to use. So I'm going to keep using it till I get to Melbourne and kind of do a little bit of a review for that tool. Yeah. So tonight is, yeah, a tent night. It's a camp night. It's There's firewood sitting around me. I went and did a quick collection. The tent's up, it's on super soft ground as well, so it's going to be quite comfortable sleeping tonight. Uh, and I'm going to be watching Game of Thrones, the final one. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I reckon... I reckon... Hmm, I don't know. I think Jon Snow's going to kill her. That's what I think. Yeah. Or the dragon's going to just just eat everyone. So he's sick of it all and he's just going to eat everyone, burn everything and go and sit on a mountain somewhere in the middle of nowhere and just have a quiet time to himself. I wouldn't blame him, to be honest. I mean, it's a, a lot of work he's been doing. But yeah, day one over, and that's me done. See ya. G'day friends and welcome to a midday special, day, what's it, day three, day three now, yeah, that's it. So last night was a pretty decent camp, uh, got the fire going, got it blazing hot, sat around it for like three to four hours, watched the last of Game of Thrones finale, I mean, come on, I wasn't, well I was expecting all of what happened, which is not what I'm used to, but uh, you know. It's it's comfortable. It's nice and warm. It's everyone's happy, so uh, I'm not going to complain. I probably will actually, but I probably won't talk about that in the podcast some other time, maybe. So yeah, got a blazing hot fire going. Uh, I mean, this is advice as well. I'm sure this is all advice for you guys and probably for me in the future. But yeah, blazing hot going. 
and then uh, decided to go to bed. Jumped into bed about you know eight nine o'clock. Still pretty warm from the fire, so didn't wear any socks. Didn't put uh, an extra layer on on top like I usually do, and um, woke up in the middle of the night pretty cold, and uh, was too tired and couldn't be asked to actually get out and put some warmer stuff on. So I just you know had an awkward sleep, woke up, and then got on with the day really, and then got that fire going again for that morning coffee and breakfast and then that's it so I mean this is about midday now just finished lunch uh, with my cooking part bit of pasta and um, I'm just kind of cracking on with the next part of the journey now and really I mean this is this is the, the, the next step is not what I expected when I started this trip I was expecting to hang on a minute I was expecting to be kind of going into the next day where I'm going south from where I am at the moment uh, but instead I've had to change it and there's a few reasons one is because of that pace thing and also because of this backpack is giving me some serious back problems so now what I'm going to do well what I did this morning I went to the local train station and tried to get on the train and they said no you have to have it in a box sir and I was like well, what do you mean in a box like I've never put a box in a, a bike in a box before they said no no you can't take it I said can I just not stick it in the middle and I'll look after it and stand with it no, not at all. No way. You can't do that. Okay, sir. Thank you for your time. The next one wasn't till another four hours, and there was no way I was going to be able to get a box sorted for, for four hours. So I've decided to just do a two-day cycle down to Canberra, which is the capital of Australia, and hopefully stay in a warm showers place there as well. Uh, there's also someone I want to interview potentially too. And so, yeah, so I mean, that, that's a silver lining, I guess. But I'm also going to have to find a box to get it in there, and I'm potentially just going to head straight down to Melbourne, and crack on with getting rid of the laptop, getting rid of the backpack, uh, trimming down some gear I have. There's some definitely some things I want to change on this bike, which is what the whole first section of Sydney to Melbourne was going to be about. It's actually just just figuring things out and getting it right. There's a few things I want to kind of mention as well. One is the chain ring. So with the extra weight, you are pushing more forward, I guess. So you have a lot more pressure on the bike. So I'm going to actually change the saddle Oh, no, not the saddlebag, the, the chain ring, the small chain ring. I've got a double at the moment. So I'm going to switch that down. I think I'm at the minute it's like a 36 or, yeah, it's a 42, 36, something like that. So that can, the, the, the smaller chain ring can go down quite a bit smaller. So I'm probably going to do that when I get there. My disc brakes need to be kind of properly set up properly. They're not working that great at the moment. The saddlebag, the Alp kit saddlebag, uh, it's got it's fully loaded at the moment, and what I want to do is is and it's kind of twisting a little bit, so it's actually rubbing quite a bit. So I'm going to figure out how I can stop that happening, uh, which means probably just dismantling and starting again and really figuring it out. And yeah, just trimming down on some gear at the moment. I have quite a bit of stuff in my in my bike that I, I just just need to get rid of. I just need to slim it down and have the moment to just really um, really fine tune everything. At the moment in my front bag, I've got this kind of like electric bag, which has got like a Kindle in, it's got like hard drive in, it's got all the equipment for podcasting. Uh, but again, I might just trim, I'm going to trim that down because as soon as the hard, as soon as I get rid of the MacBook, I can get rid of the hard drive, back everything up and post that back home. Uh, so again, I can probably lose quite a bit of weight on this bike uh, at the moment and I'm definitely thinking of doing that. Yes, yeah, so the trip from Sydney to Melbourne hasn't worked out how I planned it. I didn't give myself enough time, uh, so now I'm just going to spend the next two hours riding another 20 miles down to the next campsite. Uh, I've got to admit, the campsite thing is actually really cool, um, because you can just get there whenever you want, you can get set up, you can enjoy yourself, you can do all the little tasks that you, you, you kind of have neglected or want to just catch up on, so like writing diaries, writing blogs, uh, editing your photos, maybe even planning the next phase of your trip if you've got enough signal where you are. So yeah, the campsite does really open up some nice evenings for yourself. Yeah, depending on the type of campsite and where you are and if people are around, obviously. And it seems to be Australia has no kind of big issues with uh, having a fire as well. So that's always quite nice to spend the evening around a fire and just having a, having some time to yourself. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Day after I get to Canberra, uh, which, which I'll update you with on the way. Um, but so far, so good. I mean, having definitely having these tyres pumped up to maximum pressure because I'm on the roads, uh, does help an extreme amount. Um, so if you are going to do a lot of travelling on the bike, I do really recommend getting some getting some pressure right in there, especially if you're not going to be on any uh, unsealed roads, or well, I mean even just gravel roads really, you want to lower the pressure for. 
but I'd say for roads, just get the get the max in there because it's just going to help so much when you're riding. I mean, it is a bit more bumpy. You do feel a little bit more. Your bike does bounce a tiny bit more, but it's worth it for the speed, I think, uh, especially if you've got some good uh, tarmac as well. And so far, all the gear is hanging on quite well. Uh, there is a few issues in, in terms of, like, you know, things moving, so the saddlebag does move. The front bag that I've got also does shift slightly. Uh, that's because it's not kind of strapped up very well so I'm going to have a have a good go at getting that right and then um, yeah so, so Melbourne's going to be a big moment for me to really fine tune everything but it's kind of I guess I need to remember that this is the beginning of the trip and uh, if I kind of get dissuaded by everything just because I can't complete it then um, I guess it's not a good healthy mental way to sort of go into the rest of my, my year doing the same thing because as soon as you set those goals and you don't achieve them, you want to, I mean, you guess, I guess you get upset and you kind of want to kind of uh, redo everything. But actually, I think it's nicer just, okay, say, we can stop, we can slow down, we can take it a bit more easier. Um, and I think also a big thing is fitness as well. Like, like I said, I haven't cycled, but today's been really nice. Today's been good on the bike there. There's not been too much climbing had a little bit of time to warm up, feel good, uh, and get riding. I actually feel a little bit stronger today than I did uh, day one, definitely, and day two, almost absolutely. So I think as I go forward, the uh, the rhythm of cycling every day is going to help my body kind of readjust to, to life on the saddle. Uh, and hopefully my ass doesn't hurt as much when I can get rid of this backpack. So here we go. It's 1.30 on, on day three, uh, just in a small town. Picked up a postcard in the previous town. Have a look on the Instagram if you want to check that out. Man Mondays. And that's 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 it. That's my midday, day three. I'll catch up with you probably around the campfire later. So welcome to, to day three annoying fucking update. Uh, this is another one of those prep things which I'm fucking annoyed about. So this is me standing in the middle of a park now looking for the campsite. Now... I'm, I swear it was here, and I've arrived here, there's nothing here. And then I go on my phone to check the wiki camps, ours, and I have no signal, only in like SOS mode. And the map, the, the map I'm using when I zoom into where I am, using the um, wiki camps, the map doesn't even display. So it just shows like a grid, and then where I am, and there's no camps around this area at all. Now, I'm fucking sure that when I was using it, I found it, because then I had to Google it, and also put it into my app to, to navigate me here. But yeah, no signal. The camp doesn't look like it's around here. I'm literally in a park. I could probably just, just wild camp here. Um, but I just can't be asked to do that. Because it's, it's only like 3 o'clock and there's plenty of sunlight. I'd rather just settle down and, and have like, you know, a few hours just to chill and do some stretching and do whatever. But now I'm like, oh. And there's no camps nearby. The nearest one is like 22 miles away. And knocking out another 40k, you know, with with about three hours sunlight is kind of pushing it. And I don't really want to turn up somewhere and just feel completely bruised. So, right now, I'm not sure what to do. Maybe just go cycle around and find some signal, hopefully from somewhere. I mean, it's a tall ask because I'm just ridden out into the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, pissed off is definitely the right place. Anyway, I'll update when I've figured my shit out. So that's the sound I'm enjoying for the last three days. Bottom bracket is probably fucked, I don't know, or loose. But just an update, the campsite thing never resolved itself. And so I thought, fuck it, I'll just go to the the next campsite, which is another 20 miles away, it's three o'clock, two hours to get there, five o'clock, gives me enough sunlight, hopefully to pitch up and have something to eat. And it's bloody windy. I've got headwind the whole way so far, but the roads are okay, pretty quiet, still warm, so I don't feel too bad, just starting to get hungry though. And uh, the only things I have to eat, I need to cook. So that's my biggest issue at the moment. Someone 
said that the camping is a bit separate to the parking area and uh, someone came along and told them to get out. So I'm hoping, hoping that doesn't happen, but uh, there is a pub there, so I'm just looking forward to having a beer. That's probably, that's probably it. I think it's just going to work out okay. As long as I can just keep pedaling and stick to my schedule, then it should be all good. But uh, yeah, I think these things kind of do happen and um, you just got to, I think, giving yourself enough time because if I had taken too long to get to this first campsite, then I would have had a problem. But uh, luckily, I was a bit early and um, had more time. But I could could have, while easier, took more time between different places and just sort of really relaxed the day. But uh, that didn't happen. And now I'm in an okay place. Roads are good. So yeah, see you at the pub. Oh, that was not what I expected at all. The last two hours were fucking brutal. It turned into a gravel road. One sec, big car coming. And it was, some of it was okay, but the rest was just fucking brutal. Like loads of bumps, bouncing around. Oh, you just, and then I had no signal, so I couldn't even figure out how far I was. Google Maps was telling me uh, 22 miles, but without any uh, data, it doesn't show you via roads. It's just like where the crow flies, I guess. Anyway, now I'm about a mile from the place I'm gonna stay, hopefully, and then uh, fucking sleep and drink beer. But even this last mile is just, the longest mile. Oh my god. Fuck. <sighs> well, day three was a big fucking day. Like, not expected that at all. So, the, after the big gravel road, that horrible one mile that turned into about five. I arrived at the, um, it's a pub, like a hotel pub, and um, I was just thinking I want a beer, that's it, I want to, apparently you have to go and ask the guy to, to let you know where the camping bit is, but there was one comment on the app that I'm using, which is um, Campermate, and it said that, it said that the, well, the, the most recent comment said that they can't camp there anymore, so I was just hoping that that was not true, um, but it was true and uh, he said the same thing that we have no facilities so we can't actually let people camp here and I was like and already on the way there I was thinking this could happen this what it would do and, and my only in my head my only kind of two options were to just tell him that I can't go anywhere else I'm staying here because it's nearly dark and I have no lights with me at the moment because I lost them and then just camp in the middle of nowhere um, I didn't want to do that because obviously I wanted her to set up early and chill out and, you know, cook and stuff. So, yeah, the argument, the, the, not the argument, well, he told, told me that, and I said, well, where can I go then? He said, just go over to the recreational field, pretty much opposite. And I didn't realise that was a thing. Maybe it is in Australia, but um, I'm pretty much just sitting now in, in the dark, uh, just finished eating some couscous and a can of salmon um, in a kind of like a in-construction recreation kind of park it's pretty cool I guess when it when it's finished anyway um toilets look pretty good from the outside there's a big well I set my tent up pretty much not far from the toilet when it was light and just behind a green mesh kind of like fenced off area so no one can really see through to me but as the night's gone on that light is now really bright and it's right in front of the tent and um it's creating a huge silhouette through this mesh green thing so actually you can see my bike and tent pretty clearly through the mesh and people are coming through to go to the toilet because it's a public toilet and I didn't think about this and the toilets are actually uh, I won't give a very graphic description here but the toilets are uh, blocked and full so most people are just walking in and walking back out I mean it, I'm trying to tell them it wasn't me I definitely haven't blocked two toilets up in the last hour so 
the toilets are out of action. Um, and that's it, really. That's, that's, that's the end of one day bikepacking through Australia. I guess it can only get better, can't it? Well, it could always get worse, I suppose. It's kind of fun. My back is absolutely in bits, by the way. It, all my muscles at the lower end are pretty, uh, pretty stiffened up now. So, day four tomorrow. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. Bye. Well, good morning and welcome to day four. Um, I'm feeling much better than I did yesterday anyway, let me tell you that. Because, uh, well, I'll start with arriving at the campsite, camping up, having dinner, going for a beer, coming back from the beer, going to bed, and then feeling pretty cold. Um, and also because I'm right next to a main road, I could hear the cars coming from probably a mile away until they actually passed. And, uh, you know, big trucks that is as well. So I had the noise of that. And there's just a kind of like weird generator sitting outside the front ne next to the camp. I mean, I knew it was there. But I heard the sound of it. But it keeps going on and off. So it comes on. And then it goes off. And then it comes back on. And then off. And I had the light from the, uh, from the toilet as well. I think the combination of all of them was just really starting to annoy me. So I was like, okay, I've made a bad decision here. There's loads of other space here as well. It's like, I don't know why I decided to go so close to the toilet, so close to the generator, so close to the road. When actually, probably about a good 30, 40 metres backwards, there was like a whole field full of nothing. So I could have just been over there and happy and nice. But anyway, the good news was, is that there's a big hut right next to where I am. And... Um, when I was like, you know, just sort of trying to go to sleep, a thought crossed my mind. Well, two thoughts crossed my mind. One, should I get up and move the tent, which was definitely a no, because who wants to move a tent, you know, when they're about to go to bed? Um, and then this hut next door, I was like, I wonder if that's actually open, because it looked like everything around here is, is in construction. So I thought, okay, I'll just get up and have a quick look. So I got up, came around, opened the door, and then there's this like, the room I'm in now, actually, a big room. Um, it was obviously way warmer than outside and quieter as well. And it's just got a concrete floor. And, and I was like, fuck, this is perfect. Don't even need the tent. I can just put the concrete, uh, put the, put the uh, sleeping mat down, uh, sleeping bag, and come in here and sleep. So I did exactly that. And then I woke up two hours later because my sleeping mat had uh, deflated. So I blew that back up again. And then two hours later, it deflated again. And the reason I knew it deflated is because I woke up with my ass being cold, uh, which is never a good sign, because um, I'm obviously touching the concrete floor. And the same happened again, and, and my back was cold, and I had to blow it up again. So maybe three or four times. And this is an Alp kit. This is the Alp kit Numo uh, sleeping mat. It's one that you have to blow up completely, and you fold it down, it's absolutely tiny. It's like the size of your forearm, I guess. Um, so that was kind of a bit annoying. But otherwise, I mean, it was pretty good to sleep in here and not be freezing cold outside. And I did wake up in the morning. I did go out to the uh, tent, checked everything. Everything's wet, like the tent's wet. The clothes are left out hanging up, they all went wet as well, so it was a fucking cold night. Um, and I came back in here and I thought, well, I'm definitely gonna stay in this little, small, half-built hut. So I did, and uh, had breakfast in here. And then I thought, well, I wonder if there's a heater in here, because there is a load of stuff in here. There's chairs, there's tables stacked up to the side. It's kind of like a, very like temporary kind of room. Um, and I found like a really old heater. So I plugged it in and I'm standing right in front of it now. So all my clothes are dry, I'm warm and I don't wanna leave. This is my home now for the next month, I think. I'm gonna put up a podcasting sign in the front of it, pedaling podcast, uh, temporarily stopped. No, I won't, it's a terrible idea. Anyway, I'm moving soon, and I've got to head down to Canberra. It's a 40-mile ride, and that will be where I'll kind of decide what to do next. Uh, I've got a uh, warm showers guest tonight, so I'll be sleeping there. Um, the route down looks pretty, like, not on the main road, which is pretty good. So I'm just going to use that and get down there and decide from then on. So I'll update you as we go. How was that? How was I? Was I okay? Yeah, I'm struggling. Th those first three days, guys, I'm not going to lie, they were tough. Um, J 
just reflecting back on those days after listening to that audio as well I kind of forgot most of it and it just becomes small sections uh, of a bit of a blur actually but um having listened to the, the whole thing back again and it's actually super super interesting I, I, I do think that um you know the preparation thing was was one of my biggest issues um although you know as I've kind of mentioned I think I've mentioned before the preparation thing, and I, I, I totally advise anyone to do this. If you're thinking of doing something and you don't feel you're ready, just go and do it. Um, because you do it once and you'll have to figure it out again after. Especially with this trip. I know that I've had this kind of buffer because I'm in Australia. I can find things to fix and stuff like that, which, which I kind of have done now. Um, but it, but otherwise, I would never get on with it. So um, I totally think anyone should just jump into it and do it. And now looking back at it, it's actually kind of like quite funny, some of the... Some of the moments I went through, especially that ride that I did to the uh, the pub after hitting that gravel. Again, that there's some actually saying that there's some preparedness that you kind of have to do, like you know, getting a phone and getting all that stuff downloaded offline, usable, is the definitely the way to go. Because that's kind of critical stuff. So if I were you, just make sure you get all your all your maps and that kind of stuff located before. But as this trip went, I kind of did chop and change things. Uh, as I went and I think there's something something quite interesting about doing that you know it feels like the trip's kind of still quite new everything's kind of new and you're not just following a schedule really so uh, I do recommend just being more prepared than me I suppose anyway the next the next section of that if you're interested in, in hearing more then uh, I'm going to release it in two more different blocks so that's the first three days there's another three days plus um, which which honestly that it gets it gets good really good and gets real bad from that moment as well I mean, there's some real kind of a couple of low moments in there and one of them was when I couldn't feel the end of my toes for pretty much the next week at one point um, so I'll let you know when that comes out It'll probably be sometime next week uh, next coming out in the next show um, well there's gonna be quite a few shows coming up recently um, I'm actually recording with a friend of mine called Rupert Robinson uh, and Cab O'Hara these guys are People I know from back home, they actually cycled in the Trans-Alba race. It's one zipping about in Scotland, a bikepacking race. There's still people finishing that race now. Uh, these guys did it in, I think, roughly around six, six, seven days. Uh, and there's still people finishing it now, like another week later. So pretty epic ride from them, guys. There are people I've known for a while from back in the UK. Uh, and they've never done bikepacking before, so I wanted to talk to them about the kind of whole experience and new experience to it if they do it again as well so if you have any questions for those guys i'll share that on social media somewhere uh, or just reach out ping me a note if you want me to ask them a specific question um then yeah totally go for it otherwise the next show coming out is going to be from atakir which are the fashion clothing brand from sydney uh, the worldwide you might know them from their style their designs they're pretty out there with their stuff uh, but also developing some really kind of different stuff at the moment as well so listen to that show next too and of course don't forget to follow me on the old social media stuff as well to keep up to date with what's going on uh, also have a mailing list as well don't forget that yeah yeah yeah. go on to pedalingpodcast.com there's a mailing list button click that sign up to it and i'm going to be pinging out little notes now and again which will be different from all the social media stuff um i'm going to be doing a lot more stuff online now on the website and stuff like that so don't forget to sign up to that as well but otherwise follow me at peeling podcasts same with facebook and the website as well pretty easy all right see you later